0: Do you ever find that you don't have enough time to accomplish all the things you'd like to? Small blocks of time may seem inconsequential, but they add up. Making wise use of these blocks can increase your productivity over 20%. The difference between falling behind and getting ahead. How do you do it? That's the topic of today's episode. I'm Sheree Yunus with Dr. Kevin Majors, and this is The Golden Hour. Making good use of time is one dimension of developing sound work habits, a dimension that fits into a bigger picture of working and living at your best that's covered comprehensively and systematically in our online masterclass. In this four-week masterclass available on OptimalWork.com, Dr. Majors will guide you through all the key ideas of optimal work with exercises provided to help you master them. Now let's get started. Hey, this is Sharif Yunus here with another episode of the Golden Hour joined by Dr. Kevin Majors. Hey, Kevin, welcome back. Hey, Sharif. It's great to be here. Well, Kevin, we've been thinking a lot about the inventory lately and kind of seeing that it's very central to Optum work and that we want a central goal of ours is to help people grow in the inventory. So one thing initially is just, hey, maybe if you're listening to this. Maybe you should go take the inventory. I need to go take mine, I know. So I'm going to do that just after this episode. Uh, but then also we want to be helping people grow. So I thought maybe we, we could pinpoint this episode on one of our favorite inventory items, which is, what is, what is it, Kevin? I make productive use of small blocks of time. Exactly. And I know all of the inventory items have the property that they're mutually supportive. So if you grow in one, you grow in all of them. And we've done analysis to, to verify that statistical analysis. But uh, but I, it seems to me that this is one of the ones that that really directly causes other ones to go up as well. So it's kind of, a, I don't know, a, at the core of the inventory, I think. It helps you in all these other areas too.
1: Yep. And I think that there are some inventory items that people... Can increase right away. There are some like there's some low hanging fruit like exercising regularly. Okay, once you know people get motivated to they understand what exercise does for them, it's pretty fast change. So that's one of the early ones, perhaps that changes. Some of those like showing others around them that I appreciate them, or that the you know the that uh, bringing a spirit of service into everything you do. Those things maybe are a little bit later. But what I like about this one, making good use of small box of time, is it's right in the middle of the growth curve. That when this one's changing, this I think is one of the ones that changes in bigger ways for a lot of people uh, when they first start getting, you know, approaching optimal work and taking inventories, and then once they're getting some experience with it, I think though this one underlies a lot of different areas of growth. So I'm. I'm Glad we get to focus on it, especially today.
0: Yeah, maybe we could just start by uh, wh- talking about what 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 it means. What what are these small blocks of time that we're talking about that we're trying to make good use of?
1: Yeah, when I came, when I came up with the
0: question, the idea in my mind was not
1: taking breaks because I don't want people being productive on breaks. So the idea of that, like using my breaks productively, is. I don't think we're, they're the right thing. I was thinking more about what do you do if in a meeting, because my days are really planned, is unexpectedly, um, it gets shortened for some reason. Or if I'm, say, seeing patients in my office, what do I do if there's a no-show? And now I have maybe 15 minutes, maybe, well, typically it'll be like at least 30 minutes. And what, what, what do I do with it? So in my mind, that's kind of what I was thinking of. You have an unexpected kind of windfall of, 15 minutes maybe 30 you know where maybe it's only five or ten minutes but it says what do you do in those small blocks of time and in my own experience I saw that I could get much much more meaningful things accomplished in the course of a week when I tried to use those small time blocks of time well it's like it just multiplies time in a really wonderful way that's why that's why I put it in there
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, I, okay, I like that distinction. I think a lot of people initially interpret it because we advise people to do, to make their day a series of high intensity sprints, which is another inventory item that maybe people think we're referring to the breaks in between those sprints. So you work intensely for an hour, you take a 10 minute break, you work intensely for an hour. To be clear, we're not talking about that, those small, break times Boy, those we need, you should we need be.
1: real breaks true breaks yeah.
0: and we've done a bunch of episodes on that of how to disconnect from the work how to be more focused on being rather than doing and how to really uh, recover during those times conversations walking outside etc but but here we're talking about these these times in our schedule could I think you alluded to a, a they're often unexpected in, in my situation, I think they, they can be expected. It's like, okay, I have, I know I'm going to have lunch at one and then I have a meeting that goes till 1230. So what do I do between those times? But, but then they do also crop up unexpectedly too. So, um, so, so the question is, so what, how do we use those times productively? Maybe a preliminary question is how do, what does it look like to use those times unproductively? what, what do you think is kind of the default for people or what, what are the bad habits that people can fall into in your experience?
1: I, I would say the number one thing is probably email because it's just a low intensity kind of activity that we always have more to do. And while I think that there could be ways of using email in that time, I don't think it's just good to like get lost in email until the time is up. So another thing just to say this presupposes is that you do have some kind of schedule. If your day has no schedule, you have no small blocks of time. So sometimes people initially aren't sure what to do with this because like all I have are large blocks of time because all I have, you know, there's, it's when you start really trying to do more in your day and to turn your work into real high intensity sprints, then it sometimes will happen that you just finish faster than you expected. So that's the most common windfall of uh, you know, like where there's this unexpected benefit of it comes when you have set out what you wanted to do in one hour of work, and then you do it sooner than you thought you would. Now, if it goes, if it's longer than you thought it would be, that's another way of thinking. You still stop at the end of the the, the hour of work that you set, and then you can you're left with a small block of time as a remainder, and that is the perfect seed for the next period of intense work to get it started. So that's one idea is like, you know, just to lop off the, you know, whatever you are in the work you're doing, pause when the time runs up, take a real break of being, not doing, and then come back and use that to get started with the next one. But still you'd want to lay out the rest of that next hour of work before, before you do it, ideally, if, if you have the freedom to do that. But So, yeah, but I think that it's a bigger question. Like when you just have these awkward moments of time, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, whether it's planned or unplanned, they really add up. I mean, it could easily be an hour a day of core work time. You know, know, that's like, you know, so five hours a week. Yeah, You're almost talking about an entire day a week. And I think it's actually even more than that. Because if you are living in such a way that you can make good use of small blocks of time and, and use them very wisely, your time just multiplies. And it's like having an extra day or two in the week of things because of the amount that now you're able to do with peace, not frenetically, but with a lot of peace. So it's a kind of peaceful productivity. If I had one regret about this item, it's I make productive use of small blocks of time. Maybe it puts too high a uh, I don't know a kind of premium on productivity maybe
0: it should be I make the wisest use of small box of time right right yeah in my experience Ch- working on this item it got me from feeling like I'm always a little bit behind to feeling like I'm always a little bit ahead so it's it's the 10 the shift in, in the use of 10 percent because I think you, you said it's about a day a week it can be so it's 10 to 20 percent of my time maybe even a little bit more but that's the difference from yeah, no individual thing is, is very big, but it's a way to get ahead on emails. Or, and we'll talk a little bit about how to use the time well, but wisely, I should say. So it occurred to me also that maybe this is a helpful item for college students. And Kevin, you and I both work a lot with college students, but they'll have time in their schedule in between classes where they don't know exactly what to do with it because it's, it's kind of an odd time, maybe not enough time for a meal or not enough time for a golden hour. Uh, I don't know if that's your experience too. That is my experience,
1: but it's equally true with them as with, as with everyone, you know, that if you're trying to plan your day well, you are going to end up with odd bits here and there. And that's, I would say not a problem. It's actually a feature, you know, and that these, these are where a lot of real growth can take place. So now to be thinking then positively, you know, like, when people are making really good use of these small bits of time, they do end up being more proactive than reactive. So they, instead of feeling like their life is being scheduled for them and they're just trying to keep up, they actually feel like they're actively scheduling it. So you want to use the small bits of time that you have on hand in the most proactive way possible so that you're using it to improve the rest of the work that you do. So I would, I would say with that in mind that one of the best uses for a small, unexpected block of time is to use it to, in advance, break down projects that you're working on, big things you have coming up, or even just another hour later that day that you're going to be working on. Set it up already in advance. So there, it gets you in the mindset that, okay, I have five minutes here. You know, well, okay, how could I use that? In the best way to like, how could I be breaking up my tasks? It's because you're not just thinking about that small block of time right now, but you're thinking of, okay, you know, say writing a paper. We ask people to do a thought experiment, sometimes in optimal work, that imagine you're writing a 10 page or 20 page paper, this is especially for college students. What would you do if you had to write it in 10 to 15 minute increments? How would you go about doing it? That's what we want people thinking of. We want people learning how to think of tasks in ten to fifteen minute steps, right? so that whatever the big thing you have, you, know, you think about uh, hanging blinds. You know, this is one th- little thing I was doing around the house, you know, uh, last weekend. You know, but in hanging blinds, okay, well, you, you spend what is it, five minutes measuring, and then you spend ten minutes drilling. Uh, and then another 10 minutes installing. So I had we got to hang two sets of lines you know in 30 minutes. I didn't break it down in advance because uh, really I was just like uh, helping out someone else with it. but uh, but I can you could break it down. You could think of any little project and it just makes it feel very doable that there it is. okay, this little thing that I've been putting off doing for a long time. okay. How would I break it down? What would How would I lay out the steps? And even have time allotments with those steps. My, my point here is that's a great use of a little unexpected bit of time is just break up things we have coming towards you in advance, especially something you've been procrastinating. If there's any project you've been putting off doing, just use a little bit of time when it shows up to break that project down.
0: Yeah. that's So do you have a sense here um, as you think about this that... The the time can be used for anything and we're here just suggesting some some great ways to spend this time. Or do you say, hey, you should always do this? Like you, you should always be kind of focused on your, your projects and how you're breaking them down. And that's the advice. Or are are there, you know, different options that you that you suggest for people? Well, if you're really trying to see how do you
1: accomplish a lot, it's like so for instance, one of the things I'm always having to do is give talks. And so those talks I prepare in advance, in small blocks of time when things come up, and I'm always trying to work ahead. You know that I I never want to prepare anything on the day I'm going to give it. Am I somehow I don't know why it takes twice as long. Maybe is more and more of a perfectionist if I'm preparing it the day of, but if I prepare it in advance, I have the things and I can I can. The further in advance I prepare a talk, the less time it seems to take me to do it. And so it's a perfect use of a, something is I just take the talk I'm about to give and I know what talks I have coming up. And so when I have an extra 10 minutes here or there, I can already start planning the talk or I can review similar talks I've given and start to pull things out, knowing that if I have another 10 minutes, then I'll actually put them together into some kind of uh, new thing. Or I might do five minutes of free writing just to get my mind pumping you know, on the topic. But I could do that anytime. I just know that there are these discrete units that go into preparing talks in advance. You know, And it's like a little bit of research, a little bit of free writing, a little bit of reviewing past things, and then tying it all together. And really, each of those I could do in in, small, in a small block of time. And as a result, I don't really need to set aside time during the week to preparing talks. If I'm doing it proactively throughout the week, it seems like they get prepared and I never actually set time to do it. And so it ends up feeling pretty, you know, like freeing, you know, that preparing talks
0: doesn't feel like a burden at all because I do it in little bits on the go. No. And it, it might be something that you were dreading. I have to s- spend two hours. This It's going to take my whole afternoon on Thursday. I find if but I schedule time, it's funny, broke but in preparing down, talks,
1: yeah. if I schedule time, I will use twice the time. Yeah. But if I do it in little bits, I think I use a quarter of the time. So that's just one example of working ahead on things so I think that that's a good go-to. Uh, another thing that is good is if you have some kind of let's say that you have like daily plan of commitments that okay like these are things I want to do every day and they're fixed things. Uh, so I don't know Shreve, what would you put on on a list of things that are like just a little daily things you would like to do?
0: Well, i i have I have lower back problems, uh-huh. so I try to do back exercise. Every and how long does that take? Uh, I do. It's about fifteen okay. minutes. So if you had fifteen minutes, show up. There you uh-huh. have. Okay, you could do the back exercise. I would do the back. Yeah, exactly. What else do you have? There? Uh, even if I had just five minutes, my physical therapist said you can just do you know the first couple exercises, and that's fine. So, the other thing, well, uh, this is kind of embarrassing, but. I'm learning how to play the piano or relearning. So I'm still not very good. So I'm not going to be playing for people anytime soon. But, uh, but, uh, but that's another thing where, you know, if I have 10 or 15 minutes I'm kind of free, that might be actually something that I would more do during a break though. Cause, Cause it's, it is it's a great of use of a break. Is that
1: kind of, that kind of musical mm-hmm. stuff is.
0: Yeah. That's right. And then, yeah, daily, I have daily reading that I'm doing. So uh, professional reading. I have this great book called *Rapid Development*, which for any programmers or software engineers listening to this, I recommend.
1: <laughs> well, see, that's, but that's just having a book like that. You can read books so much faster if you have them to like ready to read at odd moments. This is one of the reasons I really like using the Kindle app on the on the iPhone. Is that you are there's always a good way, of spending time, and and that's how. I get to read a lot of books, you know, and, it, that's how I do it. That there's you know, that, uh, if, if someone's late to an appointment after, you know, you know, two minutes or something of being kind of just sil- silently waiting, then I'd pull out something to read. Yeah. And, and I think books are a much better go-to thing than news. I don't think the things you read in news in my mind it's great that you have some news sources that you, 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 check from time to time, but I don't think that this is how you want, you're going to feel like you wasted the day. If you were, you know, if, if I spent 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 15 minutes, and that is an hour a day reading news, I would feel like I had wasted the day. But if I had been reading really good books that are like, you know, help me with my professional work and we talk about things here from, the, from what I'm getting there, that would feel like time really well spent. So I think people have to be careful about going to news, you know, and just like in social media, but, but reading good books. And I think so when you're talking about what you read, that is that kind of stuff that's professional things like the rapid development book.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So I I guess one theme that's coming out that you're suggesting is that people need to think ahead of how they're going to use this time. So people should have a, um, a, a kind of sense of a, I have these several activities that are my default, my go-tos for these small blocks. One might be reading, one might be a larger project that they're have that they working on for this week and that's already broken up into parts. Another one then is like a super default if they don't even have a specific thing is just to maybe t- actually break down some projects or work on yep. your work schedule. Work ahead proactively uh, on the schedule and yep. on, Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so... Then, the, So I, I don't know if you have any more to add on that particular topic of, of how people can be planning these activities ahead. I think people need to get to the point where it's a reflex. You don't
1: want your use of small blocks of time to be something that takes strenuous effort because it's going to come at the end of a block of time where you were working very intensely. So the more you form a habit where you have a t- your typical go-to Kind of activity. Now, for me, if it's reading, it doesn't have to be a particular book because I'm gonna finish them. But it's the just the act of doing some professional reading at odd moments. I don't typically do enjoyable reading, like fiction reading or fantasy. I don't do that during the workday ever because it's entertainment, and I don't think entertainment's the right idea for small blocks of time. You know, I find that that just leads to a kind of lassitude. You know, and as I was you know telling you, I, I, I've, I kind of formed these habits of using small blocks of time well before YouTube existed. So <laughs> I never had developed really, a, you know, the, the, I think a lot of people are just tempted to go to YouTube. Uh, and I, and I don't think that would be making them the wisest use of it. One thing on email, just to mention briefly is that I think it could be a helpful way of discarding emails. Like you could go through and be setting up your email, so, but I think email is better, it has a scheduled time that you do in a few chunks a day, you know, ideally before meals, because it's so distracting and new things come up. And then, but you could make those periods a little more efficient. If you wanted to say you had two minutes, you can just go through and chunk things that you don't really need to attend to, but don't reply to anything. Save like reply time to in, in certain chunks of the day. I don't follow that rule 100%, but that kind of approach I think is helpful that I pre-process the email going through and deleting things if I had an odd moment here or there, but then don't get into responding. And then that kind of thing
0: I could even do quickly from the phone. Uh, So in your experience, uh, I think this might be something that a lot of people struggle with especially uh those of us who did grow up with with youtube or or, you know form their work habits with youtube as an available means of entertainment so for people you kind of make it sound easy like okay yeah all you need is just these these uh these projects that you're working on and maybe if you're writing a talk and you've broken it down into parts and maybe the next step is to come up with an outline and that should take about 15 minutes then hey the next time you're meeting finishes early just work on the outline uh, that makes it sound kind of easy but for me if what if i finish a meeting early i'm already on my computer my you know my first thought is okay i wonder if there's you know news or youtube those are kind of like just what my brain goes to uh so that might be the sign of a bad habit that needs correction but uh but how, so how do people go from like from making that shift in your experience is it have you done a lot of the work just by breaking down the task and having a sense of what would be a good next thing to do? Or is there in the moment advice you can give for people for how to kind of break that? I think uh, they
1: need to take a real serious look and see how would I typically waste time when I have these, these little bits that show up and then come up with some clear strategies for how you want to handle those distractors. So if it's, if it's YouTube, then to have a more clear sense that I don't check YouTube during the workday or except at lunch. Although that's kind of sad if someone's just watching YouTube during, you know, hopefully you have. but, uh, <laughs> but I would say something like that, you know, that maybe you have like a morning period of work where you definitely don't check it ever. It's like, in my mind, it's, Again, this is a, it's a generational thing. It would never occur to me to watch a movie in the middle of the day. It would feel kind of sad to watch a movie in the middle of the day. You know, and so uh, now YouTube is a little different than that. But I think just come up with your own, whatever you want you know, to then make it a clear thing that I will not then, like have a clear strategy you're going to have with regard to YouTube. Have a clear strategy with social media. Have a clear strategy with email. Just try to identify the ways in which you waste time because these small, these little blocks of time really add up. And so your attitude towards them is essential because it shows in a sense where your heart is. You know, and it shows where your center of gravity is. Do we really want their center of gravity as YouTube? You know, or do we want it to be on things that matter more? You know, And typically our work is the number one way we are either serving others or preparing ourselves so that we can serve others. So, our work is the number one way that we transcend ourselves. So, it's not just about being more productive, but it's also about asking yourself, you know, where the way I use these small blocks of time, what can I learn about myself, my attachments, where my heart is, where I tend to gravitate? I was just recently reading this book that was written in 1520 by a guy named Francisco Osuna. You know, and he says that one of the most important things you can talk about. With someone else, if you're seeking advice, is what am I thinking about when I'm doing nothing else? Like, which is like asking you, "What's, where's my center of gravity?" Because that's where you would actually want the most help is in changing your center of gravity. I thought that's incredibly wise advice. That that this idea that the way we use what we do in the odd moments, in a way, it kind of shows us the substance underlying, like what's there you know, that, you know, when there's accidental change reveals the substance underlying something, you know, and when, and these momentary changes in schedule that come, or these little odd moments, perhaps they show more than anything
0: where our center of gravity is, where our heart is. That's why I
1: think making the wisest use is actually the most important idea.
0: Yeah. Wow, Kevin, that's, that's a very helpful idea. I think it's a, yeah, very kind of deep note for us to to end on for all of our listeners to kind of ponder that all right and and me too Uh, me too okay great kevin thanks so much we'll be back next week well thanks so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the episode don't forget to check out optinwork.com for a set of online tools to help you engage challenge in your life see you next week